Hi and welcome to another Making Sense of It. I've actually forgotten what number this podcast is. It's be seven. Yes. Is it seven? It's number seven. <laughs> it's seven. It's seven. Yeah, because seven comes after six and last time it was six, so... <laughs> I'm not narcissistic to keep up on these things. <laughs> no, I only know it because I actually put them up, don't I? So I'm aware of... Yeah. Thanks for all the reassuring comments. It's really nice to have comments off people. And you're all being really nice. It seems that our 11 listeners... 12, no. ...are being very kind. So thank you for subscribing and thank you to listening. This week we had hoped to have somebody on from the sex work industry, but it seems they've got a bit scared. And in spite of us asking them to get in touch, they've decided not to. So anybody out there who's from the sex work industry and wants to kind of do an empowering podcast regarding the career that they've chosen, please get in touch ASAP. You can get in touch with us on any of our social media platforms. 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 <laughs> they're like platforms, but they're flat. And the palms. <laughs> flat palms. That's it. We just like using that one. Yeah, I can hardly see you because we've got these. We've got, it's got qualified yeah. equipment. If you're not watching this on YouTube and you've got it on iTunes, then we have these new pop filters. And, and, until we get these the form things for the end of the microphones, we have these red pop filters, and I can just see Emma's eyes popping over the top, <laughs> looking at me. There Very you disconcerting. Go. <laughs> but Do you know what? Today's been a difficult day. Why? Because I've clean the house you have and I was doing it and thinking about the kind of I don't know the impotence of western living whilst I was doing it yeah and as I was cleaning around my children which I was doing I was like on my hands and knees whilst they were on the headsets talking to people that they were online with playing that game and I was just kind of scrubbing around their feet and I was just kind of thinking, I'm pretty sure this isn't what humans are meant to be doing. I just have this inkling that there is something quite infinite about our abilities. And I'm not sure part of that is me dusting up shit from my kids' floors. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I actually got a great deal of satisfaction from seeing the dirt come up. And the knowledge that my children live in a tidy house, so not to suggest that there isn't something positive about that experience, but there was just this moment where I was like, what is my being, you know, the futility of being, you know, what is it about, how do I even get started on that whole head fuck of not knowing? I know, it's like the amount of brain that isn't getting used. Now, what's the percentage we use? 18%? Well, it depends, because that all sounds very odd when people yeah. say, oh, you only use 10% of your brain, but actually what they mean is that you only use a certain, certain amount of your brain at certain times. So you might use lots of your brain just at different times. Well, let's just say the bit that isn't getting used, sat there just screaming out for it, is shouting, they're not being heard, just stop cleaning the floors and cleaning up people's shit because this part of the brain isn't being used and it's got so many tricks up that sleeve. For us to do, like, and not make our power infinite. Like we were saying this morning, though, I need to start saying yes to stuff more. Yes. <laughs> I've kind of got into, like, a really slim bubble of being. 
And it's a weird bubble of being, and it's reminded me of how limited that bubble of being is. As in not enriching yourself? Yeah. It's not just about not enriching myself. It's not just about not going and doing different kinds of things or trying new opportunities. You know, it's, it's not just about that. That's a reductive area of that position. Mm-hmm. It's more about knowing that every human being has got the position and potential to do real good. Like every single one of us, including me. Yeah. But there is this almost impotence of ability to do good because when you think about well how would I like to do good ironically there are quite a lot of impositions between you and that issue yeah. it's like when we were looking at adopting yes to take that as an example right. so to anybody who doesn't know my experience as a mother I'm just infertile how else do you say it I can't have children naturally, it's as simple as that. So the consequence of that is I've had two amazing children with Clomid, which is a drug. And Pete and I have lost many babies en route trying to conceive our own and got to a position where we thought, well, maybe we'll just look at adopting because that sounds like a possibility, doesn't it? Yeah. But it became impossible to even explore it because... They didn't just want to know whether we were loving parents with the potential to give a child from a difficult background an amazing life. They wanted to know about our ex-partners. They wanted to know about all our jobs that we'd ever done. They wanted to kind of investigate each and every avenue that the irony being, you didn't have to have investigated if you just got pregnant naturally. And it got to a point where the whole procedure became so invasive that we were like, forget it. You know, forget it. We understand you know, the, 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 uh, the procedures you've got to go through. No, I understand the procedures, but I don't understand a procedure that gets to the position where you no longer want to do it. Well, I know. It's just, it was it was quite ridiculous. So that's what I'm talking about, about the redundancy and impotence that you feel sometimes in wanting to do things that are really, really good and you know would benefit the planet and you would benefit the people around you, but you can't because there are procedures in place. And you're some, right. say, some say red tape. No, you're right, Pete. You're absolutely right. That procedure's there to make sure that hopefully little harm comes to the individuals that are affected by the individuals who take part in those things that they get involved in. But there is just that bit of me that's like, but what preventative action is going on there where it affects people like me where we just go, I can't be bothered with that? Yeah. <clears throat> mm. I don't think they really look at that. I think they just they think that everybody is what you know. If you're going to do something, then you'll do it their way, and they're the ones who are in the way to stop you from doing it if they don't want you to do it. You know. I don't know. It's I a very it's it's you know bureaucracy. But I don't think it's bureaucracy. I think what you said's right. Red tape is important, but to some degree, when it comes down to people like us, it's not that important because we're decent human beings who can do whatever we want to do to make the world a better place. But you kind of feel like... So it's the minority that are, yeah. are ruining it for the majority. You know, again. <laughs> I kind of feel like, you know, castrated. I feel castrated. I've never had balls, but I imagine that's what it feels like, castrated. Hmm. Anyway. I get, I, get, I, get, I get that analogy. I understand. I was kind of reading today some bits and bobs in the Daily Mail. And I kind of had that moment where I said to you afterwards, oh, I'm going to talk about fame. Yes. I'm going to talk about fame on our podcast today. Just to completely protract 
from the position we were talking about. Just to let you into the position I was talking about, I have been helping my son with his homework. Yes. He's doing GCSE, RE, and it appears that it's changed a little bit since when I did RE. Just want you to know that. I got an A in my RE GCSE. It was my favourite GCSE. And it turns out that it's become massively academic and pretty scary. So we were looking at the transcendental versus something else experience of Allah. And I was sitting there and thinking about the meaning of life whilst I ingested and gestated that process of what is it like to think about spirituality? What is God? Blah, 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 blah. And through that, I came to that position where this week... I was at a place, shall we say, that involves cameras and television and prime time spots in television world. And I saw a celebrity that obviously felt they were very, very famous. Mm. And the way that I witnessed their fame was that when they walked past me, they put their head down and they avoided eye contact. And they looked straight down the corridor as if there was a potential that both myself and whoever else within that corridor may feel compelled to stop that individual, to congratulate them about their fame or to question them on their fame or to, I don't know, have a conversation with them about the fact that maybe we'd watch them in something potentially. Yeah. And all I felt was a compulsion to smack them in the head that's what I felt. I felt like picking up the nearest object, whether that be a bin... Or a wet fish. A makeup artist. Yeah, yeah. A, anything, a, full, a full carpet. Whatever. Yeah, that would have been good. And I wanted to smack them directly in their fame-assuming, egotistical, gnawingly annoying face. <laughs> I love that. And that's how I feel a lot. You know that all you're going to get when comments of this is like... Name and shame. Name and shame. I'm not going to do that. No, no. Because it's like, no. choose a celebrity you think might be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in that position and imagining me smacking them in the face. Yeah. And there was that moment, you know, where I sat and I thought, and I think this comes down to the way that I feel about me. So I think part of it's projection. Because there is a big part of me at the moment that's going through this real transition where I'm like thinking about who I used to be and where I am now and like you know who I used to be like used to live on a commune mm -hmm. used to live a life that was kind of like quite I don't mean pure because it wasn't pure but it was kind of like earthy and connected mm -hmm. and peaceful and there were a little bit more spiritual really but without yeah. The, yeah I know I know yeah it wasn't perfect. Well, people, people would say hippie, you know. Yeah. Quite, quite sort of, you know. Yeah, but the people I worked with worked. So even yeah, though we were like yeah. living together, we weren't people who were just like exploiting the government to get what we wanted. We were all kind of yeah. doing things that we needed to do. We didn't take money from the state. Yeah. But what I had there was a real governance over my spirituality. Yeah. Like a sense that I was kind of connected. Anyway, it's all I mean, by feel, the by, because yeah. I'm here now. Did you feel more and more in control? I don't know. I don't know, because I was young. Yeah. And when you're young, do you ever feel in control? I don't really remember. No. I think when I was young, <laughs> if I'm really honest, when I was young, I felt like 
I should be doing something else. And then yeah, I felt you know, I think when I was young growing up, as we spoke in the last podcast, I think there was just a lot of not really caring what was going on. It was more to do with I'm young. Uh, I enjoy having a laugh, and you know that was my mistake. I enjoyed. I don't know if it was a mistake. <laughs> Not a mistake. I, you know, I, I don't know. More of a. It was just experience. Yeah, experience. Share me today. There's a few things that change. I, think I mean, I don't a... think you should go for a sausage roll and not come home for two days. No. I think to anybody listening, that's inappropriate when you're in a relationship. Don't leave the house suggesting you're going for a sausage roll. Yeah, but the sausage roll. That this was. After. And not come back for two and, days. But that was that was six o'clock in the morning after a night out. And Which I makes just, it even worse because you going home for a yeah. shower but, and a sleep. But but to be fair to me, you know, the in, inner demon of me was was um, still wanting to party really hard, you know. And unfortunately, for my ex partner, I bumped into someone as I went for the sausage roll, <laughs> and figured out they were going partying in various places. I still take my sausage roll. Yeah. Shortly, it will feed three of us. Terrible, really. Yes. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I could go on forever about mistakes and horrible situations I put myself in. But the thing about fame is that what drives me mad... Yes. I'm... Like, if there was an alphabet... Excuse me, Yori. If there was an alphabet of where a celeb exists, I'm Z-list celebrity. You might find me on daytime TV. You might find me on a channel that's non-terrestrial. Well, you might find me on terrestrial TV, to be honest. Channel 5, ITV. But you'll primarily find me on daytime or yeah. I'll be... Well, you did Inside Out and... You know, no, 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 no. Let's not go for my highbrow stuff. Let's go for my majority <laughs> stuff. I will kind of be out there. I'm like floating around in the ether. I exist, but I am not somebody who you're going to invite to the white party if you pee diddy. That's the way my existence is in the world of fame. And it suits me because the You never idea, know, P. Diddy might, I mean, might be watching this. If P. Diddy is watching this, don't invite me to your white party. I have never owned anything white bar one shirt that oh. looks really not white anymore. Yeah. Imagine the, the state of people at the end of that night. I don't want to. Or like, do you know what I think about? Sleeping I think <laughs> about the size of those celebrities' asses who have been inflated with those fillers to such a degree that not only is any woman listening to this will understand white is not, it is not a sympathetic colour to any woman. White will make you look at least a stone heavier. So then I imagine the Kim Kardashians and the, what's that white female rapper who does a really bad black accent? What's her name? Oh my God, that's it. I'm just, you know, I you just... look at, you're like, stop it. Yeah, stop it's it. not okay. Yeah, you're not. You're not, you're not. Just... You know what really blows my mind though, is that loads of people, like you'll get a kid put on Twitter. She'll be a white kid. She'll have her hair in braids and the whole world goes mad about appropriation of culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is Iggy Azalea a multimillionaire when that's all she's done? I don't know. I don't think people realize she's not black. I mean, she's caricatured a body to have her ass implanted to a position yeah. where it does look, you know, she's no substantial. Missy Elliot. She's no Missy Elliott. 
I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, Missy She's Elliot. She's no Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that, that that line in that song is actually just a line forwards, backwards? I do love Missy. <laughs> Missy, oh my God. Yeah, she is. <sighs> Missy was an amazing influence in the whole mm. of the rap world. But as you know, I have certain affiliations with people that she worked with who are no longer on this planet, who I feel very, very sad about. But nevertheless, that's detracting onto another conversation we might have in the future. Anyway, bringing it back to what I was saying, fame per se annoys me. It annoys me. Yeah. And it annoys me because famous people think they're better not all famous people. Oh, yeah, so not all famous people. Let me you... put a disclaimer in here. I was in the room not so long ago having my makeup done, and Griff Rhys Jones was in there. What a gent. Famous British man, famous comedian, famous actor. What a gent. Lovely. There are lots of people like that. I appreciate that. But I'm talking about the classification of individual who thinks they are famous. It's the whole saying of fame's gone to the head. It's not just gone to their head. It's gone to their heart. And it's the blood gone to their whole soul. essential carousel of individuals working with them. Yeah. And you see it and you stand there. And I get to stand there in observation quite a lot because they pass through the environments that I'm Z-listing on. And all the time, all I have is that feeling of wanting to slap them in the face. What is that about? I don't know. Like you said, they're not all, you know, which is true. You know, you get the, the, the wonderful... Uh, Eamon Holmes. He's brilliant. Wow. Amazing. He's brilliant. Ruth Lanzi. Amazing. Yeah. Philip and Holly. Gorgeous human beings. Lovely. Funny. Absolutely would stop in the street and speak to anybody. Just down to earth great human beings Russell Brand Russell amazing Brand. human being mm-hmm. genuine genuine human being but what I'm talking about is he doesn't have a bad bone in his body that man does no he? he doesn't he doesn't I'm completely biased but he doesn't <laughs> he's amazing but the point is there is definitely this culture of celebrity which feel that they are better than and more than and more capable than and more available to only the people above them than below them kind of mentality mm. and it blows my mind yeah. I think it's the same in the academic areas. You know, like, I'm not a PhD. So obviously there are people out there who think, if you're not a PhD, you actually don't have anything important and valid to say. And I just want to go, screw you. Yeah, well, None of what you're saying makes sense. You have a qualification that you bothered to pay for. I'm working class. I come from an environment where actually I didn't want to pay for a doctorate because I wanted to work. Yeah. And you kind of have that... Oh, it's a time argument. thing. I mean, we know we all we, we know about the PhD thing, the issue you've had with academics giving you grief in the past. But I don't give a shit. No, not at all. I don't care. You can debate them under the table. The point is this: that the only thing that exists in your own personal world is who you are and the characteristics and traits that you have, and the abilities that you have to meet other people with those traits and change the world a little bit for the better. Mm. And if you need a title to do that and knock yourself out. Do you think that fame changes... This is hard for me to answer because I am not famous. No, no, I mean, as in like, as in general, do you think that people who are like super celebrities, super famous, like 
hard-working actors and actresses you know, they work hard you know do you think that they change do you know what no 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 they do not work hard can we stop <laughs> A- again they do no yeah well let's just say no no because no because you've just said the pc bollocks well there's some some actors and actresses bollocks what well known actor works hard what you mean they get to recite lines in their attractive trailer whilst being served quinoa no i like quinoa no no i come from a world where (laughs) women wear tights on their arm because why buy hair bubbles? Um, <laughs> if you were watching that, you'd understand I am wearing tights around my arm. And also, no, that we, I, I don't I buy into that. The bubbles that. are being pinched by the animals. Yeah, I don't buy into any of that, what you just said. No? no, it's the PC bullshit. Actually, famous people, no, no. no. They do not work hard, they work. Yeah, they work. And you yeah. know what? They get paid well. stupid money. But do you think that, like, elderly. Famous people who've been famous all their lives, you think that fame sort of changes them to a point where they become more humble or they become less, or become more rude? I mean, do you think, which way do you think it goes? Do you get what I mean? It's like... I don't think I have the answer to that. Why don't you have the answer? I think that probably they just become completely aloof Yeah, do you think they become like, yeah, completely numb in a way that... Like, the position is this. If you see somebody really famous, on the whole, most of us are like, oh my God, I shouldn't probably speak to them because they're famous. But if you actually explore the detail of their fame, it's ludicrous. Like it's ludicrous. It's beyond reality for me that any of us care. Even in my position, which is like a tiny, tiny little position in the world of media, the idea that anybody would feel afraid of coming to speak to me is terrifying for me because like I'm like the opposite human being of that you know or like oh my god I've just noticed that I've broken another nail (laughs) just want you to see that (laughs) I have got no womanly wiles I literally I I literally look like a redundant human being that's happened cleaning the floors on my hands and knees today well you know what it's a good sign of a Bloody hard worker. A working class. You know class what I mean? You should be paid background. thousands of pounds. She's got tights on her wrist. Yeah. She's got nails breaking every other area. Now I know how hard you do work, so I'm sorry. You <gasps> never stop working. I know. So whatever t- Z list or whatever, you are somebody that never, ever stops. You even work when you're asleep. But I'm that's... sure I've heard you doing media interviews in the middle of your sleep on the radio. But that's the <laughs> issue, isn't it, about fame? Like, I think that fame is actually something that most people would imagine was positive but actually has loads of negatives because who would want to be like that famous that you feel the need to kind of wear dark glasses all the time or avoid their paparazzi or even indoors do you know what i mean it's Mm. a scary concept for me yeah and that's been a love-hate relationship for me whilst i've been in the media because i am blessed you know i have been blessed so much in my life I was so average and I was somebody who genuinely wasn't necessarily going anywhere. I don't think you're average. I know you don't think I'm average, but I was. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. And the idea that where I was going was challenged by the fact that I, I didn't firstly know and secondly, I made choices that kind of do it again. I'm yawning. I'm really sorry. I'm quite tired in my life. It's because she never stops working. 
I've been on my hands and knees and scrubbed the whole house today. As well as working at the same It's time. quite satisfying. Oh, I'm tired. But um, there is that sense of me that kind of thinks, you know, what would I be like if I was famous? Because the way I see my life now is I'm completely not famous. Like, the people who recognise me want to know with the Holly and Philippa nice people or they want to talk to me about things involved. I, I, I know what you'd be like if you became, like, super famous. I know what you'd be like. You'd be just... you. Because you always help people when they get in touch anyway. Yeah. You're always, and you're always yeah. trying to do your best and you never stop, never stop, honestly. She's always trying to help people. I just think you'd elevate that. I think you'd become, I think, an ambassador for certain, you know, you already are, but I, I think you'd get involved in charities and I just know that you'd help people even more. You wouldn't be able to help yourself. You'd feel like such a bad human being if you didn't try and help as many people as you possibly could. That's what you'd be, what celebrity you'd be, you know? Because if you are that now, that wouldn't change. It would just elevate with you because that's in your DNA. This is why I'm married to you because you don't see any of the bad and evil in me and it's good that you don't because that would be a bad situation. There's no point. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that very much. But the consequence of this is still the same, that whenever I see famous people who seem to think they're really famous and don't want to meet your eye, because that's the other thing, they don't meet your eye. Like, I've met people like Amanda Holden and obviously all of this morning people, and they're all lovely. They genuinely are. You know, as much as you might read things in the press about them being arseholes, they are genuinely nice people. But the press needs stories, don't they? No, but they're nice. You know, they're good. But, oh, but when it comes down to some of the super A-listers that I've met, mm-hmm. they don't want to look at you in the eye. And I just think, why do you think you're important? It's... That's the bit that gets me. I think that's the bit that really gets mm. me. In a world where I struggle to find my importance, in a world where I struggle to feel that I'm enough, these people don't just think they're enough they think they're so enough that what they have to do is ignore every human being around them unless that human being is on a level with them or higher than them and then all of a sudden they're so nice that really annoys me well do you think some uh, just uh, that many people around them all the time and that many people recognise them and that many people I don't care I know do you think that's why oh no I I mean I don't care either but do you think that's why that's that's why I like that they just give up on sort of even bothering with any other humans that are not important to them like you're saying if they're not on the same level of higher what's the point in talking to them but then you get the celebrities who just love talking to the fans and are out there and they're the only ones who should be allowed to be will ferrell he's brilliant will ferrell's brilliant i like will ferrell we should all have a will ferrell we all need a will ferrell I, i was online the other day actually and i was i was i was on youtube and looking at YouTube stuff and because Wix, Wix sites, you know, when you build a Wix site and you have your own, yeah, they always have lots of, they're really, really up on the adverts on YouTube and uh, Will Ferrell's in one. Will Ferrell's got a bald head and he's like, oh, hello, I'm, uh, have you ever needed a Wix site or a Rebs? And he's, it's Will Ferrell. So they've managed to get Will Ferrell, but Will Ferrell's brilliant. Can't ben Shepard, who I know, ben played Shepherd. a football match with Will, Sh- Will Ferrell and I was like, tell Will Ferrell I love him. Tell him I love him. That's brilliant. It was before we were together, but I just want you to know that if Will Ferrell had have got back to me on that, I'd definitely have. Oh, he's always in the country, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I mean, if Will Ferrell's listening and he wants to come on our podcast when he's if promoting Ferrell, Step Brothers Two, that'd yeah, be brilliant. If Will Ferrell wants to come on our podcast and yeah. then run off with me, that's cool. 
We're okay oh. with that. No, no, no we are. We, no, we are. Uh, what? Yes. No, no. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's yeah. so... Yes. Well, it'll be... Yeah. So if Will Ferrell wants to... <laughs> <laughs> if Will Ferrell wants to come on and fight me for my wife... <laughs> oh, dear yeah. me. You shouldn't fight, though. No, you I know. You should just let me go. All oh, right, really. Well, <laughs> papers would have a story then, wouldn't they? No. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't they be won't. interested. Isn't he married? Yes. <laughs> it must be laugh. It must be like just laugh out loud stuff in that household. I know. Brilliant. That's why I want to be one of the household. If Will Ferrell wants a polyamorous relationship, like I think like some of the kind of whole scenario with the Mormons still is going, so we could yeah. move to that I'm, state. I'm, and Pete could come as well, because he could... <laughs> He yeah, could, I don't mind. I don't mind. He cleans you know. really well, and he's quite sweet, and he's funny. He can't cook. This is a non-sexual, non-sexual relationship. Well, unless just, you just really, us living in your house, Will. Unless you really want that, Will, then we'll talk about that. But... Do you think Will's real name is William? <laughs> yes. William Ferrell. I don't know where this podcast is going today. It's fun though. It's fame. It's all about fame, isn't it? You know, you Will Ferrell is really, he's really famous, but he's really funny as well. How did you feel about the whole idea of being famous as a DJ? Me? Well, I wasn't really a massive famous DJ. No, I know, but, but did you want to be famous? I did. Yeah, I wanted to be. It was more for me though. More for me for making good music. And I'm still not anywhere near where I want to be with that music making. That is um, the DJing thing. Was just really it well, still is really good to just watch people dancing. It's changed a lot. It's not as people don't seem as happy on the dance floor in my eyes. It's a bit dark, which is good for a certain time. No, it's so messed well for up. a certain time. But I think I think never, you're never going to beat. You're never going to beat the sort of uh, oh, throughout the nineties to the early millennium. It's especially the nineties. You're not. You're never going to beat that. The sort of you know. Space Terrace, when it was open in Ibiza, vibe, the whole sort of... Wigan Pier, Angels. Even stuff like that, yeah. But all the way through to, yeah, you know, the real... You know, even like the Sugar Shack in Middlesbrough at the Empire, it was literally, you know, the times where you'd be just squirting bottles of water over each other because it was that hot. You kind of were famous in your little Yeah, we we held a lot of... Let's say legal raves. Your brother <laughs> says that you and your ex-wife were like the posh and backs of Saltburn oh, and Middlesbrough. I wouldn't say that. Well, that's what he said. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it. And my ex is, shouldn't even be on this podcast. She's terrible human. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible human. <laughs> she is. I'm saying is though that you felt that experience of going out places and everybody knew who you were. It was just yeah because you did the music. Because I'm like the opposite of that person. Like even if everybody knew who I was, I don't go anywhere. No. I just stay in all the time. It was just really good putting parties on and people coming down because what what was for me it was just if I was going to do something I'd rather do it where I could have control over it and everybody else could join in. It's like I used to have parties in my apartment and I made sure I got an apartment which had no neighbours so I could have parties in there all the time. You know, obviously Just to say, know. when Pete is talking about his parties, I have seen pictures of the results of these parties. And if you were lucky enough 
to end up at one of Pete's parties. What you could also be lucky enough to experience was finding yourself waking up maybe 15 hours after you had passed out unconscious on the floor, starting to get up and realising that every single area of your body was attached to a place in the room attached to furniture. So if you moved your fingers, something would fall down. If you moved your toes, something would fall on you. Because Pete and his friends would literally attach all of your body to different areas and elements of his apartment. We called them booby traps. As in, like, from the Goonies or booby trap. They were booby traps. They were booby traps. As data would say... You actually piled up every piece of furniture in your entire flat on some poor, innocent person who'd been partying at your home. I think I'll have to put some of the photos up for YouTube on this. We need to do that. (laughs) That actually happened. There is photographic evidence. Yes, so there we go. Mm. I loved being young. As you know, inside I still feel young. No, I loved being young. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed being young. Do you know what I loved? I absolutely loved going to a party... And meeting groups of people that you didn't really know. And like I had this rule whenever I went to a party and that was like I, I like sorted straight away where the bedrooms were. Now I know that everybody's thinking, well, they were upstairs. I know they were upstairs, but I needed to know where the best bedroom was because like at three o'clock in the morning, yeah, I'm heading straight for that area. And every single party I went to, I would end up at three o'clock in the morning in bed with like three other strangers. But it was like totally all right. It was like a completely accepted scenario and probability that you would end up sleeping in the same bed as three people that you didn't know. You had nothing to do with and you'd be spooning some stranger. But it was like totally accessible, like fully clothed and everything. But it was just like a... It is more necessary for me to go to bed and be comfortable than it is for me to deal with the awkwardness of some guy or girl that I've never met with their arms around me. I was just one of the last people standing me, so... Oh, you see, you'd have found me in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) So many people found me in their bed. I absolutely loved it. It's so, so weird looking back. Being young is great though, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm looking at you flicking up your eyebrows to our son's making noise. I know, I just love, you know, it's just like, all I can hear is, if you can hear banging, it's, uh, I think our two sons are upstairs. But the dogs have been surprisingly quiet today. They're all fast asleep. I know. It's so funny, isn't it, that you can't help but have, no matter how old you are, your frustrations about existence. Like, it really shouldn't matter to me that famous people think they're famous and that they think they're so credible that they shouldn't acknowledge the ordinary human being anymore. It really does annoy me. It really annoys me. It is, it is. You know, I mean, let alone people who aren't famous who do it. Those because they're just they don't yeah, have that, any they annoy weight. Me. They annoy me. That's because you so used to hang around with loads that you it. literally your whole friendship network were a group of people who thought they were incredibly important. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You've yeah. lived it. I haven't. We always knew we weren't important <laughs> in my area. And the, the I'm only, not talking about my uh, the northeast friends. No, but the thing is as well, I'm not being funny. Like. Importance is subjective. Mm. I am the most important person in my kids' lives. Yes. Right? Most important. I should be the most important person in my parents' lives, although I'm not, because I will be the one that will 
looks after them. But when it comes down to people who are famous, there is elitism about nonsense. It's an elitism mm. about nonsense. So the reason I have this aggressive feeling is because they do nothing of consequence on the whole. And yet they feel they have great consequence. That is the problem mm. I experience with them. It's that they feel separate yeah. To the average human struggling and working and dealing and living. Yeah, I like I I actually like I like the celebrities that that go out the way to do good or try to do better. As long as it's not for tax breaks. As long as it's not for tax breaks. Because because that, yeah. that's a lot yeah. of it, you know. Oh, absolutely. Put them aside. But there, you know, there's there's got to be people out there that are trying to do things for the better of, you know. It might just be people slate them, but it might just be that they want to, they think the same way as you. Or me, you know, and they want to be able to use their power that they have as a celebrity to try and do a little bit better, try and do good, you know. And as long so. as they aren't the kind of people that don't speak to the ordinary person, I buy into it. Yeah. But yeah. if you're talking about a personality who does altruistic good, no, I don't mean that. To still separate themselves from other people, then I don't no, buy into no, it. No. And that's my that's my confusion. Yeah. My confusion is that you have the individuals in this world that to all intents and purposes on tape seem nice mm. and on paper seem to do good tasks and good deeds. But if you met them in the street, they would blank you. Yeah. That it's, isn't acceptable that, uh, to me. No, it's, you get a lot of like the, the, the broken celebrities that sort of... I like broken yeah, celebrities. Broken celebrities that try uh, that are, find out really what real life hits them and, you know, they're sort of... They're, yeah, broken different. celebrities every day of the week. Yeah. Because at broken celebrities, you kind of have that feeling that they know how it is to to thrive. They know how it is to fail. Yes. And that's what makes... And it makes them exactly the same yeah. as everybody else. Yeah. But they're still celebrity. Yeah. And that brings them down to a point where, yeah, they, they do understand that... Do I sound like a bitter, horrible human? No, you're just trying to break it down and make sense of it. Hence why the name of the podcast is Making Sense of It. I don't know whether I'm making sense of it. Well, even if we are making sense of it, then we would just, people would be called, the people would write in and say, or leave a comment saying, this should be called, you're not making sense of it. You're not, you are so not making sense of it. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Why are you calling making it sense of it? (laughs) When it's not making sense. But you know, it's a discussion. We've been talking though, haven't we, about our own personal experience of being in the world and the fact that we don't feel like we're doing enough. Yeah. Well, I think we have. Yes, and it is. We say, you know, you think it, there's this, this, there's red tape in the way and different things in the way, and we always, I don't know, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because life gets in the way. Do you think, or do you just think we're lazy? Well, we don't stop, so. No, I know, but it's all right saying that we don't stop, but. Is that because we fill time with things that don't necessarily mm. need being filled? I don't know. We don't know. We're trying to explore this at the moment, aren't we? We're trying to. We were talking about this morning about the fact that I don't feel that I'm living the life authentically that I'm going to live. Like, mm. I feel like I should be living somewhere in the country with lots of other people, looking after the land, making sure that we're all eating well, just teaching our kids different lessons, and I'm not doing it. Mm. It's like a, it's like a utopia, isn't it? Of 
but in a nice way. Not an Elysium. Oh, I'd love Elysium. Yeah. Oh, if everybody everybody were equal, though. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, there'd be no death, would there? You know. I don't mind dying. Yeah, Isn't that a weird one? Like, when I think about death, I just have no negativity about it at all. I have, like, a negativity around how you die. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I don't want to die in a horrendous scenario. I don't want to be serial killed. I don't want to be set on fire. I don't want to be acid attacked. I don't want any of the things that mean I experience death in a gruesome yeah. and brutal way. But the idea of death, I hear, not hear. That just doesn't affect me in the slightest. It's the transition, which is the scariest part. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, this, you're here, you're not here. Like you said, it's the transition. Yeah, you know, it's weird, isn't it? Decapitated, you know, head blown up, you know, drowning in a... Well, decapitated isn't a problem as long as I don't know it's going to happen. Yeah, but it's that, that's what I mean. If you know, It's, it's the anticipation. So says, right, in half an hour, you're going to get your head blown off by a pumpkin cannon. You know, it's like... What's the pumpkin cannon? The pumpkin cannon. It's a massive cannon that fires pumpkins, isn't it? You get one of them at your head, it's going to pop your head right off, isn't it? It's a bit more elaborate than just the cannon. I mean, who has cannons these days? Except for like reenactment people. I've literally never heard of a pumpkin cannon. Pumpkin cannons? No. Google it. No, I will do, but will. I appreciate Everyone that it, it must exist because I don't imagine cannon. that anyone would Big orange with cannon like fires pumpkins. You Google pumpkin cannon. You'll see what I mean. And you wouldn't want to get a pumpkin cannon at your head. I think that that whole experience on loop regarding my initial pain and anger with celebrity comes from what you're talking about, though. Mm -hmm. Because we all have democracy of death, as we've talked about before. You know, none of us get away with it. And my belief is to be as nice to people as possible on that journey. Like, to be as kind. I just consistently think there is a really simple rule to life and it's just yeah. be kind. It's taken me these 50, 43 years of being alive, I think right in the middle of it, I think I've had a, a, a good solid chunk of my life where I haven't really cared about being nice anymore. Mm. Although I'd, I'd like to think that I have been. And now it's taken me in the past sort of year to two years to realise that what's the point in not being nice? No, just be nice. Just just be kind. Just follow up. It's like, it's like you know, people say with the 12 step stuff, it's, you know, even though I'm not on that, you know, it's very simple no, for that. You know, happy. I, yeah. I'm not on that yet. Yeah, I like yet. my alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I just find that even if you're not an alcoholic and you're not on a 12 step or an addict, you know, just, just don't hold grudges. Yeah. I think, you know, cause, because it eats you. You know, and you hate lose, begets hate. hate. Yeah, and you lose friends, you lose times and memories, you lose memories, you lose good times that you had. And, you know, if, if you've done something majorly wrong, then fair enough. And, you know, you've got to try and make a penance for that. But if you haven't, just I urge everybody just to stop it, get in touch with them, even if they don't get in touch with you, whoever it was or whatever happened, and just. You know, just, just don't have that hatred in you anymore. Because yeah, but it you've kind of done that, you, haven't you? It. You've kind of recognised that yeah. there's that negativity and you've gone ahead and kind of spoken to the people that you needed atonement with, so to speak. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's been really nice. Bitterness is awful. Bitterness is awful. After spending 40 minutes of going, I don't like famous people who are... <laughs> Grateful for stuff that yeah, I think so they should be grateful for. Even though for. we weren't making sense of it, we've this just is made what I sense mean. of it. No, but this is what I mean about me, that I'm a contradiction. 
that I'm a contradiction because I, f- I do, I feel no, this. But no, because what you just said is absolutely true. What you said is true. Who cares what they're doing? That's their experience, their life. But I'm like, oh, you could be doing so much more. Yeah, I think... And then that plays back into what could I be doing that's so much more? Yes. So then my projection of animosity and acrimony and annoyance and frustration towards those people is actually probably just a caricature of my own place and my own position and my own impotence of not being and moving Mm. and doing more. You know, because that's what I think all the time. I think to myself, you know, I could be doing so much more. And every human being that I meet on the whole could be doing so much more. And then if we all did so much more we wouldn't be where we are. Mm-hmm. So it's like that thing about the transcendence of knowledge and knowing and being able to interpret and understand and position yourself in a place where you recognize that all it takes is us all having that mindset of doing that little bit more and the world will be a beautiful place, you know? And yet, for some reason, we just don't quite get to the starting blocks and do that. And then you meet people who are, and it blows your mind and reminds you and reconnects you and makes you go, yes, this is what I need to do. And then at the same time, you meet people who are so far extrapolated from that position that you actually want to smack them in the face and go, wake up, you self-important lunatic. And yet, when it comes down to the bare bones of it, it really doesn't matter about any of that. All that matters is your process, your position, your progress, your willingness to do whatever it is that needs to be the change in you. And that's what I'm struggling with at the moment, that I need to change me. I need to do more. I need to to be more authentic about what makes me happy because that makes other people happy. (laughs) And that works. So I suppose part of this is that process of me seeing that I don't feel content just being this anymore, you know? Yeah. I need to be more than this so that I feel that my life is not being redundant or impotent. I'm being productive and progressive. Mm. Mm. Well, that's certainly making sense of it. (laughs) It's beautifully said. And I think it's something that everybody should be thinking about. I don't know. I don't. I, don't. I think How I everybody s- can possibly better themselves by being better within the community or the family or friendships. Mm. You know, just in general. You know, it's a funny old game, life. You know. Yeah, just smile at people can make people's days. I smile at everyone. You always smile. I chat to everyone. You do. But then I think maybe that's because I know that the more interactions that you have every day, the longer you live. So there's kind of a self-fulfilling experience in that. But I do like chatting to people. Well, you never know. You always say you never know what's going on. You see, I'll come back from a, a somewhere or I've been working or doing something and I'll be like, oh, so-and-so in a car or this and that. And Emma just always says to me, she just says, Pete, just have a think. You don't know what has been happening in that person's life today. Mm. You know? Someone might be having a hard time. Someone might be feeling low. Something might have happened. Might have lost somebody. Might be going through a difficult time, like I said. So you just got to stop and think. There's yeah. a reaction from them for some reason. You know, and if they're a celebrity, 
and they, you know, they just don't want to talk to you, then that's because they're famous. <laughs> I know. It's funny that that really pisses me off. Well, do you know I think what a lot it is? It, does, it is. It just come down to the fact that I was brought up being told be nice, yeah, be kind, and do you know what? In most circumstances and most areas, it's so effective. Like, I love the people that I work with. It doesn't matter what environment I'm privileged to be in certain environments where I do get to see all of that craziness of celebritydom. But the actual core people, the staff that I work with, they blow my mind with their compassion and the kindness, you know. And I think that part of the gravitas of me feeling annoyed with those individuals who don't value those individuals I value is that. The yeah. sense that how can you not see that every human being is equal? And I say that with an absolute conviction. You know, every single human being is equal. So surely the only way to treat every single human being is with equality. If you are nice to the person who's wealthy and can do a great deal for your job, oh, then <laughs> why are you not as nice to that person as the individual serving you your bottle of wine in the shops? How is that not fundamentally crazy that you could differentiate between those individuals, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. No. What do you reckon, Chase, for anybody who's listening, my beautiful, beautiful, big lilac Abyssinian male has just jumped on me for a massive cuddle. Is he lilac? I thought he was chocolate. He's chocolate. You are quite right. The <laughs> truth is, somewhere. it doesn't make any difference because no. I think he looks ginger. He's almost, he's almost a panther. If anybody <laughs> wants to get a cat, get an Abyssinian. Abyssinian cats are the most yeah. They are expensive, and I know there are millions of moggers. I've had many moggers, I've had many rescue cats, but I decided to treat myself to Abyssinians because of their personality, and oh my gosh. They are the most amazing cats. See, I like being loved. I don't like having to find love in difficult places. You know, I spent a long time in my life looking for love in difficult places. And I realized at the end of that journey that the only place you should ever seek love is in places that offer you it without effort. That is the perfect position. And apart from my husband and my children, I have discovered that in my Abyssinian cats. <laughs> True. They will love you without argument. I think, I think today we've made quite a bit of sense. I'm not sure whether we ever make sense, my darling husband. No. Sometimes I just think it's a position and a place to vent my frustrations. Well, you know, 12 people are listening, so... <laughs> I know. We have a few more listeners. No. Those 12 people we care deeply for. We do. And we will, we will eventually be getting some guests on. Well, if you are time. a sex worker, yeah, we would yeah. really like to hear from you. If you are a sex worker and you're listening to this podcast and you would like to kind of come on the show, that would be really, really important to us because we want to kind of hear those points mm. of view. Male or female. If you have any issues that you'd like to be covered, please get in touch with us. Just leave a comment on our YouTube because it will really help us to make sure that we maintain some kind of interaction, innovation and progress with you guys regarding mm. our podcast. Any ideas for any guests as well? Give us a shout. We're yeah. open to... All ideas. We are. And um, thank you for joining us of Making Sense of It, number seven. Number seven. Apologies for all my rants today. It's been one of them.